Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by the Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kylie. We are broadcasting live from the new ENB Granite Studio at the Centene Community Ice Center, and we are always happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend Joey Vitale here on BK. Joey, Joey, Joey. <sighs> Come on, Tanner, where were you, man? Joey, how you Sorry. doing, buddy? I got cut off guard. Thanks, thanks, boys. I'm doing good. How you guys doing today? Doing fantastic. Joey, I apologize for Tanner. He wasn't ready for it. That's okay. That's okay. It's all good. It's all good, Tanner. Don't worry about it, buddy. <laughs> hey, Joey, have you ever been headbutted in a hockey game? <laughs> oh, headbutted in a hockey game. No, I'm trying to think what the closest thing I've done. Or have, ah, let me think about this for a minute. That's, that's like a good question. No, I don't think so. I don't think anything even close to that. Actually, sorry. Can't help if you. It's, if it's not a headbutt, Joe, have you ever wanted to headbutt? <laughs> and how did you hold yourself back? Uh, I mean, I held my set, myself back pretty pretty easily because this head's a fragile thing. I don't know how <laughs> someone headbutts someone. I mean, there was Have that play. Joey's hair. It's I, wonderful. I, I, Joey's got a sick flow. That's a, that's a great point. And, and you know, I got I got a face for radio, so I got to protect all that stuff. <laughs> but you know, I, and I, I think about the, the greatest headbutt of all time. You guys remember that when, when France was playing Italy, of course, yep. in the World Cup. Remember that was the Dane Zidane, where the guy two Z's. The uh-huh. square, whatever the hell his name was, uh, the captain for France absolutely headbutts the guy from Italy, and he gets ejected. And then, of course, Italy, uh, not a big deal, wins the World <laughs> Cup that year, and uh, the rest is history. But that was the most vicious, that was the most vicious headbutt I've ever seen. I thought Bucinavich's was okay. I mean, you know what? Listen, if it happened 15 years ago, no one would say anything about it. But unfortunately, too many cameras are on you nowadays. He knew he knew what he did. He knew what was wrong. The coaches knew it. Armstrong knew it. Um, I'm actually pretty. I'm actually pretty impressed. He only got two games. I was thinking more of three, possibly four, since he was a re- repeat defender. Keep in mind, he got that cross-checking uh, one-game suspension last year during that Washington uh, kind of fiasco uh, in New York with the Tom Wilson being in the middle of all that. So the fact that he was a repeat defender and uh, he only got two games to me, guys, is, is pretty positive. And you know what I liked about it, Joey? Look, you never like somebody headbutting another. But I mean, Pavel Buchnevich already impressed in that first game against the Avalanche. I thought he and his line were the most noticeable line on the ice. But when you get a guy who gets pinned against the corner like that and he doesn't just back away, like he steps up to the plate. And again, it's headbutting and you don't want to get suspended. 
But I really like that. And I, I, Craig Berube was asked a couple of days ago, does that kind of create some space for him on the ice? And Berube just kind of chuckled. He's like, yeah, I guess, because if you see a guy headbutt somebody, you really don't want to mess with them, especially if they're a guy who likes to go to the front of the net. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, again, anyone that headbutts, Anyone that head is known to be a headbutter, I'm staying away from. That's a that's a dangerous thing. I mean, a big big eight pound head coming flying at you. You know, it actually goes completely against. Uh, it goes completely against human nature and what we're supposed to do with our head. You ever you ever you ever think about it? Like Halloween's around the corner. Whenever you get spooked, what's your first reaction? You kind of put your hands up in front of your head, right? You always put your hands up in front of your face. Or um, if someone scares you, or if something's coming, what do, what do you always do instinctually? Our bodies are triggered to close our eyes. Why? Because we're meant to protect vital organs. Um, obviously, we got the rib cage for the midsection. But then, as far as your eyes and your nose and your brain, you put your hands up, you close your eyes because you obviously have to protect your eyes. So, uh, so from the beginning of the time, we've always been known to instinctually protect those things. And if you look at the eyeballs, it's actually pretty amazing the way the way we are we are crafted. The, the orbital bones are around the eyeballs, and the eyeballs actually sit back. They sit back, and, and that's for a reason, because if you ever get hit in the eye, it's going to hit your orbital bone before it hits your eyeball. So, you know, little things like that. But, of course, Buchnevich doesn't care about anything like that because he just goes right after the guy <laughs> with your head. So I don't get it. I think this is why God made my nose as large as it is, was to protect my eyeballs. It's all coming together now. Now I'm starting to no, understand. No, 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 he did it. He did it because he wanted a good, a good sense of smell because it's really Fortunately important. Fortunately, lost that in COVID. Then, then he took it away, Joe, with COVID. <laughs> no, 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 no. He did it for a reason, BK. I'm telling you, he didn't put your nose on your ears and your ears where your nose is because think about it. When we used to eat, when we used to eat, we would eat, and you need your nose right by your mouth because that's how you told you, you could tell back in the day if food was good or not because you'd smell it before you eat it. That's why your nose is located right by your mouth. Nowadays, you know, you got the expiration dates, and you you know, but 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 essentially, when, when your wife or your your husband says, "Hey, honey, is it still good?" You can see the expiration date, but at the end of the day, if it smells good, it's probably good. If it smells bad, it's probably bad. So that's why your nose is right by your mouth. Because whenever it's like I, in his mouth. And whenever I get my sense of smell back, I'm going to appreciate that once again. We're talking <laughs> to Joey Vitale, the Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. All right, Joey, let's talk a little bit about this team because I, I couldn't have been more impressed so far with what we've seen from some of the young guys. You talk Cairo, you talk uh, Costin with what he did, and I, I've been so impressed as well with Jake Neighbors. What have you seen so far that has stood out to you about the development of some of those young kids? Well, listen, it's like the first time I saw the movie The Gladiator. I mean, that opening scene where the dog's running up and down the battlefield and he's chopping heads off and getting swords stuck in the tree. I mean, that was like, that was a big bang, right? That's why I knew I was in for a good movie. And, and I'm kind of looking at the blue season. I hope we're looking at a, a movie like The Gladiator because the first scene in the first week of their season reminded me just about what Russell Crowe did on the battlefield. I mean, it was, it was as good as it gets. I mean, th- there's not much more you could really expect or ask for in the first three games going up against division opponents on the road. I mean, yes, Colorado was missing a couple pieces in McKinnon and Landis and, and then you go to Vegas, and yes, they're, of course, missing Stone and Pacioretty and, and a couple big names like that. But at the same time, those are very good hockey teams. Those are very hostile buildings. I mean, I think that Vegas Golden Knights were like 25-5-2 and two or something around there in that building last year. So a team that takes a lot of pride playing in that building. So tough buildings, tough teams on the road. Um, you got rust to shake off just like every other team. Uh, so I, I look at the way they started this year, and, and there's so many just amazing bright spots that, that stand out. I mean, start with the goaltending. I mean, Jordan Bennington, I, I know his save percentage and the goals against the first two games weren't all that glamorous. 
But listen, guys, like he was getting left completely hung out to dry on, especially that Arizona game. Late in that game, they're up by three or four goals, and, and everyone just stopped playing defense. And he had like three or four point blank opportunities right in front of him, and and he needed help. Right? I think they tightened it up in Vegas. They recognized that, hey, we we, we got to get the work for our goaltender here. This isn't right. Uh, so his numbers weren't all that great, but my goodness, Jordan Biddington looked as close to the 2019 form that I've seen probably in a long time. So that's number positive, number one. Um, you can go in a hundred different directions, but the, the one other thing I'll say before we move on is. I love the fact that the Blues can now rely on youth. And, yes, it's early. I'm not going to sit here and say this is how it's going to be all season long, but it's a great start. It's a great start because last year, talking to all these players in the offseason and kind of breaking down what went wrong last year, the biggest thing that everyone's always said to me, the biggest reason why the Blues did not um, come to fruition, I think, last year, maybe a little bit of the year before, was they just they, they had no youthful guys they could just turn to that could just grab the game and take the game over. Think of like what Cole Caulfield did last year for the Montreal Canadiens to make him all the way to to the finals against Tampa Bay. A young guy that comes in not only skates hard and forechecks hard and gets his hits. I mean, yeah, those are all great things, but you, you need somebody to go out there and actually produce. You need production out of young guys. This is what was so amazing about this first road trip, where you look at like maybe Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron, who had a great first game, right? But then they, they were goose eggs in the second game against Arizona, and they were just they were okay versus Vegas. But the Blues just completely took over. Cairo, Costin, I mean, coming alive. Jake Neighbors. I've loved Jake Wallman's game, another kid. So the veterans can look down the bench and say, hey, young guys, you take it tonight. And the young guys are going to do it and produce at a really good rate, which can help this team win. Joe, you mentioned Jake Wallman, and today he was skating with Colton Pareko on the number one unit, and I think he was catapulted to that unit with Pareko at the end of that Vegas Golden Knights game. Uh, you mentioned that you've loved his game. Are we starting to see Jake Wallman kind of break through as somebody who could get some top four opportunities? Well, I, I think so, Alex. He he seems very, very confident. I mean, I saw him playing sewer ball before the Vegas game, and, and this was a kid that last year around this time was a, a pretty tentative, you know, he's early in his career. He's just trying to fit in. He's just trying to make it and trying to open some eyes. Uh, completely different, a 180 in personality. I mean, he just seems got this swagger about him. I said, hey, what's up, Jake? And he goes, call me Jake the Snake. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. He just like, he's got a personality about him. He's a really funny kid. And, you know, seeing him kind of evolve, from a personality standpoint, to find confidence off the ice, uh, being around this team over and over. Um, I just think, I think Jake, from, from what it looks like to me, from an outsider looking in, and, and he may correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I doubt it because this is where usually it goes for young, young players. They play in the minors for a while. And you know what? You, you get excited when you're first camp. You skate with your, your superstars and your heroes. Then you get sent down. It's almost like you're relieved. Whew, okay. You know, I got I got my camp jersey. I got a couple of pictures of me wearing the big boys jersey. I'm gonna put that on Instagram. It's kind of that good feeling, right? Then you go down to minors, and then year two, year two comes around. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna get a little better this year. You get a little better this year. You stick around maybe a couple extra days. Maybe you get on the second cut to the first cut, feeling good about that. By year three and four, something something switches in the players. Something happens in their brain. I'll never forget how it happened in my brain too. But by the third year, you're like, screw it. Like, I'm not going back to the minor. I, I can't stand it. I can't take the bus trips anymore. I hate pizza at 1 in the morning. I, I don't want to get in it at 8 a.m. just to get be back on the ice and do it all over again. I, I'm exhausted with playing four games in five nights. The hell with going to Adirondack and traveling to Norfolk, Virginia, for a 13-hour bus. He's like, for, you know, it, you're exhausted by it. And finally, you just grab it. I can't, I can't explain it any other way than that. You just grab it. You go out there and you seize an opportunity because you, you just look at it. There's no other option. Miners, AHL, it's not an option anymore. There's an opportunity. I'm going to seize it. I'm going to grab it. I think he started with that last year. And to me, to start things off this year, he's taken ownership of the opportunity given to him. And I think he's looked fantastic. 
Joey, final question for the Blues analyst of 4101 ESPN and the Blues Radio Network, Joey Vitale. Who are the guys or maybe the individual guy that you're most interested in seeing how they respond to the new spot that they're going to be placed in tomorrow with Buchnevich and Saad being out of the lineup? Are there any players in particular that you're going to keep an eye on if they moved up or down in the lineup? Well, you know, I think the big one is going to be Ivan Barbashev for me. I think he's going to continue to creep up in the lineup. Um, a player that, as, as we all know, just oozes oozes out of his blood and, and his sweat and tears is is Craig Berube style hockey from from the standpoint of taking care of things defensively, winning faceoffs, closing out games, starting periods. We we know he's bringing all that this year. He's got this unreal offensive upside to him. And I'm not going to say it came out of nowhere. He's he's proven this in the minors. He's proven this in junior hockey. He, he's a goal scorer. He, he's a point producer. He's never done it to uh, the level of what he could possibly do this year. But I think Craig Ruby's looking at him like, not only am I going to put him out here to be a dependable defensive shutdown guy, but this guy can chip in on the offensive side of things. I mean, that goal that he had in Arizona from Robert Thomas, I mean, to me, that, that is what Ivan Barbashev is all about. You know, he, he's good below the dots. He holds on to the puck for a smaller guy. He makes smart decisions with the puck. He's never going to throw the puck away. For those reasons, I think he's going to start finding some top six minutes. And I think through those top six minutes, I think we'll see more and more point production out of him, which is to me is going to be an awesome thing because his team can surely use it. Joey, today we have talked about orbital bones, the importance of smell, gladiator, and got some great hockey analysis. I think we covered all the bases. Thanks for hopping on, buddy. This is a good breakdown. Just imagine what we could do if we had 30 minutes. Holy smokes. All right, guys, have a great day. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Kroger, fresh for everyone.